Welcome back to another episode of the Anime Show with Joey and Aki. I'm your host, Joey. And I'm your co-host, Aki. And in this episode, things in anime that we hate. Why writing a plot twist in anime is more difficult than it sounds. And what exactly is a yandere? Get the podcast now on Wooshka SoundCloud or by downloading the free SBS Pop Asia app. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Anime Show with Joey and Aki. This time, not as sleep deprived. Yeah, I- I'm okay, guys. I- I'm fine now. We are okay. Yeah, mostly me. Yeah, because my God, you last episode. I mean, I was pretty bad too, but Hogwarts. Yeah, hashtag Hogwarts. If you guys didn't see that, please do. Like, you yeah. you actually need to listen yeah, to that. It's, it's legit. Like. Probably, like, my favorite episode, and probably just the best episode. The, the, everything went wrong. I didn't know what was going on. I was so sleepy, incredibly jet-lagged, and we needed to get an episode out pronto. Yeah, like, last episode, like, we, like I, I listened to it, like, the following morning, because we, like, recorded on our phone, because we were still on the road. I still need to listen to that. Yeah, like, I listened to a little bit of it, and I'm like, I don't remember half of what I said in this episode. Like, I was saying some stuff where I'm just like, I would never say that otherwise. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so go listen to that. But anyways, welcome back to another episode of this show. Uh, it's called The Anime Show, where but we only occasionally talk about anime. We usually talk about, you know, like, the cool parts about anime being like, you know, oh, why are we got into it? Or, like, how is anime changing? And all that kind of stuff. But I think this episode, we're going to kind of go the other direction. You know, like... For those of you who, like, watch my videos, it's more my videos than yours, but I like to get critical about anime. Yeah. And that means that I I like to talk about why anime is awesome, but I also like to talk about why anime is not so awesome. So maybe this episode we can talk about what things in anime we don't like. What things in anime annoy you or upset you or you don't necessarily like. I've been meaning to make a video on this, but we can kind of get a head start on this by discussing it with you and the audience. Uh, Maybe my traits will come in later. Um, But I will say that, like, some types of anime that I just haven't really gotten into is just, like, the anime for the sake of uh, appealing to a certain... uh, What is it? What would you put the thing for... Like, Kantai Collection and Frame Arms Girls. Oh, like... Yeah, how do you explain that? That's what I can't figure out. It's just... Is, is there, like, a term for that? Mm. Like, you're talking about the fact that, like, they like they create a series or a show where they get a whole bunch of girls and they, like, make it a waifu war just for the sake of waifu wars. Yeah, basically. Right, pretty much. Like, mm. they don't really... They kind of throw, like, story or, like, any of that kind of, like... Or characterization or any of that stuff out of the window. And they just focus on, like, looks. And, like, how much of a waifu this girl is compared to this other girl. Yeah. Kind of. Oh, what is that called? Oh, I don't know. It's not Moe. No, it's something even more. It's like a collection of... Well, I mean, Moe is definitely a big part of it. Mm. I mean, everyone can probably... Well, not everyone, but a lot of people can probably say, Oh, I hate the Moe blob. That's probably one of like the top ones. Moe like, blob. Mm, Moe blobs and anime, but I can actually deal with some here I'm and there. honestly not... I'm honestly okay with Moe blob shows, because mm. they're so harmless. Yeah. Like, they don't... Like, yeah, sure, you know, some... Some of it gets pretty repetitive pretty quickly. But, like, some shows, like, some mobile shows, like, are genuinely funny. Mm. And they're more, like, comedy-focused. Like, um, I know I 
very popular Moebob show, which I haven't actually seen before, is uh, is The Order of Rabbit. Okay, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that show yeah. is, like, very popular in Japan right now. Mm. I haven't seen it personally, but just from what I know about it, it's, like, just a slice-of-life anime. Yeah, I need With, to like, see some that. comedy. I need to see that. I need to see that, too, because there's two seasons mm. of it now. But, like, I enjoyed, like, Yuri Yuri and, like, uh, you know, Good Jobu and, like, all of these, like, clearly moe blob slash comedy type shows. Especially Good Jobu or Jijabu, however you want to pronounce it. Like, that is, like, nothing happens. Slice of life, cute girls, whatever. But I still enjoyed it. And there was two seasons of that. Mm. Like, I can see why people don't like it. Because I know, like, famous example, like, Gaijin Goomba hates it. Mm. And he's openly admitted why he hates I, it. I feel like Gaijin's very stuck into just the past anime. He really just cannot adapt to the way... Well, the demand of the market for the best girl thing. He really can't... He really just can't jump onto that wagon very well. Yeah, because, like, those shows are more seen like as, like, quote-unquote plebeian... Whatever the hell that means nowadays. Mm. I, I think, like, you know, with the whole, let's just say, the best girl thing, it can really work out uh, in a lot of anime. Like, for example, let's, like, okay, let's take some recent ones. Uh, there was Kana. Mm-hmm. Kana was a really uh, popular chick. Uh, who else was there? <laughs> it's weird to call Kana as a chick. <laughs> <laughs> a really popular girl. Yeah. Uh, who else? Was, uh, I mean, okay, we got Rem. Yeah, that's that's a meme at this point. Yeah. It's like, it, the fact that like Rem is the best girl, like, like <sighs> Rem I think is like a special like c- consideration. Mm. Like, is she actually best girl in the show, or was I think it? she was. You think she was? But still, Beatrice is f- still, by far, my favorite girl. Oh, yeah, girl. yeah, for sure, for sure. I feel like Beatrice, like, there's just so much to look at her. Beatrice was just like, the most interesting character. Like, I really, I, uh, Which I is upsetting, because, like, they didn't explore her enough. I well, feel. I don't know if you've, like, read the light novels now, but, I mean, I, I hope that they've got in depth with her by this point. One thing I absolutely hate, which is like a cliche at this point, is what's with all of these anime series, anime openings that have running scenes in them? It makes good animation, I guess. Yeah, but like, I understand like, I understand if it's like, say, an adventure anime, right? Mm. Because it's like being like, oh, they're running forward because, you know... It's they're always traveling or they're always heading towards a new direction. Like I understand when like One Piece does it because it's all about adventure. Right? <gasps> Did you see? Sorry about this. I'll go back to this. In You're a talking sec- about the One Piece live action. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that actually because that's another thing that pisses me off about anime is all the live action adaptations that they're making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Actually, yeah. yeah can you explain that? Because I only saw it. I never really looked into it. Uh, I know it's like a twentieth anniversary thing. Yeah, it's like a. Kind of like twentieth anniversary thing, but it's like it's being done by Hollywood. Oh and God! Yeah, it's being done by Hollywood. Oh, that's even okay because I thought it was like a Japanese production. Yeah, and the thing it's is, still bad, but. the thing is about One Piece, it's so cartoony. Like it's so. <laughs> I think I saw Gigik tweeted out being like, "These characters are like weird, even in cartoon form. Yeah, how are they gonna make it look like?" any less weird in live action. Like, can you just... I don't know. Like, maybe Luffy you can pull off, okay? 
But even Luffy's like it's like Oda like Oda Ichiro's art style is so anime. I don't know. I feel like Luffy's like the only one. It's and then so everyone, stylized. I guess so. But no, it's still doable. Like he's the most like I would say he's still the most normal looking person. I think the most normal looking person is like Zoro. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The- Zoro or Sanji, I think, mm. is the most normal looking person. Imagine, like. Imagine mm- Chopper. Yeah, imagine gonna- Chopper. What's Chopper gonna. Or, like, Usopu. Like, what's he gonna look like? Yeah. Or Brooke. What's Brooke? Oh, Brooke. He's like this. Oh, like, God. He's skeleton. Like this, like, yeah, eight foot tall skeleton. I don't know. What about, like, Frankie? He's a freaking robot. When One Piece comes out as a live action, I fear that it's gonna look like. uh, Like, what is it? Um children's disney shows or what they're gonna do is they're going to like completely just throw that idea out of the water and just make just completely change the story like they do with dragon ball evolution i don't know why they would do this well, because like look at like dragon ball like toriyama's style is like even more cartoony than one piece Nah, i feel like one piece is pretty m- more cartoony i don't know man toriyama's art style is like so iconic I, it is pretty iconic, but I still say one. I mean, dude, long noses and ginormous hips and extremely skinny characters. Well, I mean, but like, like well, everyone in Dragon Ball is like pretty much buff, or maybe like they at least they have a human body. Well, what about like a normal human? What about body. like all the Namics and like Frieza? Well, yeah, all the alien characters. Well, like, I mean, like they're alien. The, like all of the Saiyans and like the human characters. Were, but it, like, what it makes sense because they're not human, but yeah. But in One Piece, like, even the humans, they're still, like, kind of disformed. Dis- disformed? Disformed. Wait. <laughs> deformed? Yeah, deformed. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, bottom line is, uh, don't live-action One Piece. Or, like, I feel- any... Or, like, any... If you're gonna do a live-action adaptation, I feel, do it with, one, human characters. Stay away from sci-fi and fantasy and all the, that stuff, because it's already difficult enough. Hmm. Right? Just stick to, like, all the dramas. Like, Rurouni Kenshin. Mm. Like, Samurai X. That live-action adaptation was pretty decent. Mm. Because, one, it's just people. Like, normal people. Like, yep. Samurai, mm. right, from the Edo period. And, two, like, the action was well done. Mm. But don't do, like, Jojo. Yeah. Like, that's... Imagine the Jojo oh, poses I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately looking forward to watching the Jojo live-action. Because I know it's gonna suck. I don't know why they keep doing this. I will be so impressed mm. if they nailed it. Uh, what's another thing in anime that we don't like? But yeah, running. Okay, but like going back to the running scenes. Ah, uh, yes. Right. I understand if it's like One Piece or like any of those like adventure stories, right? About like moving forward because it's symbolic. What I don't understand is when they do it with like slice of life series. Ah. Uh, right. When nothing happens, it's like yeah, yeah. It's like where are you running to? Yeah, yeah. You know, I hate that. I feel like they're just it's just filler. Yeah, and you know, I guess maybe it's fun for the animator. One, and, I mean, I don't really care, honestly. Uh, like, I if they want to run, they can run. It's a slice of life. People run. <laughs> yeah, I get people that. run. I get that. I get that. But it's like, don't do it. Like, the reason why that whole running thing started originally is because, like, it's symbolic of the adventure that's about yeah. to come forward. Yeah. But don't do it in an anime that's got no adventure or no story. I don't know. Like, that's why, like, you know, that's why, like, I liked, you know, the opening to, like, Lucky Star. There was no running scene in Lucky Star. But then you look at any other, like, modern Slice mm. of Life series, or, like, any anime, for that matter. What's an what's an opening that didn't have a running scene? Uh... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hard to think about. Well, you know where it looked really good? March comes in like a lion. 
Yeah, but that makes sense because yeah. that's also symbolic of like the character moving forward like mentally. Mm. That makes sense. And he's running while like crying. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Because he's running away from his fears. Yeah. That's symbolic. So that's good. Mm. But when they use it in like, I don't know, freaking Did they use it in Ichijo? Uh no. They oh. didn't. Okay, well, another reason why that was so good. Yeah, which is why I like Kyoto animation, because they don't do that stuff. Uh, I'm trying to figure out when they did it. When but like, they okay, did the, the most famous example is the ending to, the first ending to Infinite Stratos. I don't know. The entire ending is them running. Oh, okay. Nothing happens. It's just music and them running for like a minute and a half. I don't know. Maybe it's I the don't. Most lazy ending. I don't know. Maybe uh, either I'm used to it, or maybe it doesn't really happen that often. Mm. But you just don't like seeing it when it doesn't need to be. Yeah. Because it sounded like you meant like it happens all the time. It does though. Like so many openings that like it's become a meme at this point. I, I think I saw a video on YouTube of like every running mm-hmm. scene ever in an anime. And Sorry, I'm singing the opening. The march comes in like a line. Yeah, it is a good opening, but like. I don't know. I just find that annoying. It's it's just filler. Mm. It's like filler episodes, but in an opening, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's one thing that he doesn't like. Personally, for me, people run. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> people run. Maybe I'm just picky. But yeah. I'm, it's just like just give me something new to look at, man. Like like that's why I like I you like know the Kids Never opening. Ah, uh, Kids Never. Because it didn't have that kind of like cl- cliche crap. Well, Kids Never, like that one was just. Beautiful. Yeah, that opening was gorgeous. Mm. And if you I liked Death stuff- Parade. Death Parade was like so cool because it was so funny because it like it's such a happy go lucky opening. Mm. But when you actually watch it, it's actually really depressing. Yeah. And I think well, the purpose of that is because like Death Parade, uh, everyone in that anime is supposed to be kind of like emotionless, mm. like they're kind of like cold mm. to emotion. That's why like all the trials were so extreme. Yeah. Um, but then you have like this happy-go-lucky uh, opening mm. uh, to kind of make them look all like so cute. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I, I I really liked it in that. I don't think it had any running though. I don't, no, it didn't. It had just a lot of dancing. Yeah, which was cool. Yeah, which I is cool. I like that. There are things in anime that I that are just funny that they happen all the time, mm-hmm. but not necessarily cliches that I hate. Like for example, oh. do you hate that the main character is always by the windowsill? Kinda. Really? Yeah, because it's just convenient. Mm-hmm. Like I I feel that like there are so many like instances like when that like cliche like really started to like appear, mm-hmm. where it's just like it just gives an excuse for the author to be like oh you know because he's sitting by the windowsill he sees like i don't know someone coming through the school gates or i'm thinking looks out at the sky mm-hmm. what that's why like one anime that kind of broke that cliche and made it and kind of pointed that whole thing out as a cliche was the melancholy of suzumi haruki because mm-hmm. at the beginning of the melancholy of suzumi haruki kyon the main character is sitting by the windowsill and he's actually self-aware, and he pointed out in the novel, he's self-aware that he is sitting by the windowsill, and he even comments, like, oh, I'm, like, a main character. But then, like, during the first chapter of the first novel, they change seats, and he's suddenly sitting in the middle. Mm. Or it's the other way around. Oh, no, he's sitting in the middle at first, and then he moves to the windowsill when he realizes that, like, oh, I'm the main character of this anime. Mm. So that's why I like Melancholistic Miyagi, because it's very self-aware. Mm. Um... But yeah, that's where like the whole like thing started, and then all the light novel readers were like, "Oh yeah, 
that is something well, you know that's what? a thing. You know what? Like, there's a lot of anime now recently that is becoming more self-aware and kind of teasing it. Like, let's take Sakamoto Desuka. Oh, yeah, yeah. That one, that's like... self-aware as hell. Yeah, that one knew exactly what it was doing. And then there was also Matsu-san in the, just the first <laughs> freaking episode that yeah. knew everything. Yeah. So I think the anime industry is starting to really grasp on, like, okay, we've done this before, said and done. Yeah. Uh, we could probably do it again, but just tease it. Yeah. But what's annoying is that they still continue to do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. What's another thing that is kind of... Why is it so hard? You think I would have a whole list, but I can't think of any at the top of my head. Yeah, I don't want to give all of them away, because, again, I've, I plan to do a video on this sometimes. So. Um... There's a lot. Like, you know, using dairies for the sake of dairies. Yeah. But we kind of talked about this with Gaiju mm. in, in the episode that we did with him. Go check that out. I think it's episode 17, 16, something like that. Mm. Yeah, well, well, there's a lot of things in like anime that kind of turned us off, but um, he, I think the reason I don't really know how to pick them out so much is, well, because, I mean, if I just don't like the anime, I just turn it off. Yeah. Um, What's like a point... Like, like, do you do, like, the three-episode rule? Yeah, yeah. I do. Mm, I'm not a masochist, so I, I stop. Yeah. Because uh, I, I used to do the three-episode rule, but I found that, like, there are some series that have some really, really slow starts. So now I do, like, at least the six-episode rule. Mm. Oh, I don't like it if there's too much information given in a first episode. Or like if or no okay like let me dumps? or or not even that like when an anime starts off as if you're kind of just you either have to just accept that this is exactly the way the world is mm. and it won't answer anything like let's say Clockwork Planet mm. like that one uh, it just because I never watched that oh okay well it's just uh, yet I plan to watch a lot it. of action happens in the first episode and you just kind of have to accept it like it doesn't really build up this kind of emotion of why things are chaotic or why the world is made out of clocks. It's just like, oh, cool, a world made of clocks. That sounds cool. I'll I'll keep watching. But it, it's just kind of for the sake of something being different. And That's also... What Handshakers was like for me. Yeah. Like that first episode, it's like a whole bunch of crap happens. And it's like, what's going on? And then you only find out like halfway through episode two. Mm. Yeah, there are, like, there's a lot of tropes in anime that can work if done right, um, mm. but then there's a lot of anime that use every single trope and just throw it in together mm. without really making them all balance out. So, for example, like, you can have your best girl, you can even tease some sexual uh, fan services, and it can still work. Mm. Like, that's why, like, Maid Dragon, like, it works so well. Because mm. it teases it, but not too much, and it it's comedic, and yeah, it kind of, yeah. it kind of, like, slowly breaks into to it mm. um but then like let's go to uh, handshakers mm. where in the first episode you just you have this random uh not succubus girl like kind of dominated girl yeah who, who was there for the sake of just like oh cool Fan service yeah. yeah and it tried way too hard and not even people who would thought sh she was sexy would even think that was cool yeah i'm surprised of how much merch was being sold in japan over handshakers yeah i, I saw that too and i'm like who actually enjoyed this show I don't know. Is there is there anyone listening to this podcast who actually enjoyed handshaking? That moment that I found more handshaker merch than I did for Sangatsu merch. Yeah, I know, right? The most I found for Sangatsu was some hand lotion. Yeah. That sounds like... Sangatsu hand lotion. <laughs> like, why? Like, a whole merch you could have sold. Well, it's because they had Momo, and they were like, oh, cool, peach. That, uh, that's yeah. a good... That's a good smell. <laughs> 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 
something else that we don't like. There's like a lot of like nitpicky stuff. Like I hate exposition dumps in cafes. Mm. I think Digibro did a video on this and I totally agree with him. But like using like a cafe setting or like some place where like just two people are just sitting down and they just unload a bunch of information to you is like so lazy in my mm. opinion. Because like, I don't know, there, there are so many ways that you can like tell details of a world through like speech. But, like, make it more interesting than just showing two people sitting by a bench. That's why I really like the Monogatari series, because, yes, that series is extremely dialogue-heavy, but Shaft Studios managed to make a visual spectacle out of it, so mm. that there is a lot of information you need to take in, but you don't get bored listening to it, because there is something to keep your, like, keep your attention. Remember Mayoiga, where in the first episode... It was so many characters. It was, like, introducing, like, 30 characters. And then I, I hate it if, like, this is just basic storytelling by this point, mm. but you don't need a character to explain everything. Like, you just trust that the audience will understand. You just have to kind of show show them of what this, like, story is mm. and slowly progress of each character. You don't have to explain everything and then later on just say, there you go, now you know, now let's get into the story. That's why I like Steinsgate. Because mm. the first 12 episodes were really, really slow, but it took those 12 episodes and, like, gave it time to not only explore the world, but explore the characters and also, like what these characters were exactly doing mm. so that by the second half the show has given you enough time to be like oh i like this character oh i don't like this character i like this part of the world i don't like this part of the world and like make you attached to these characters so that when the second half comes and for those of you who watch all of steins you know how like just crazy the second half gets but like you feel way more attached to the characters that's why i like how clanad did it because the first half, a lot of people didn't like because they were like, oh, nothing happens. Mm. But in fact, it does happen. A lot does happen in the first season if you watch the second season. Because mm. what that first season did was get you attached to the characters and slowly through all of these different stories and scenes make you be like, oh, I like this part of this character. Oh, I don't like this part of this character because of this. And it gives you a touch. And so that's why the second half of the series, which is Clan Out After Story, was so emotional to so many people who watched it. Mm. And that's why I always tell people, like, if you thought the if you thought Clan Out, like the first season was boring, that's because you haven't seen Clan Out After Story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But if you do that in like an entire episode where you just dump a bunch of crap onto people where it's like, I can't take in all this information, or you do it in a way that's just boring to look at, like a cafe scene, mm. then I hate it. Mm. It's lazy. What was the worst moment in anime that you've seen? Or one of the worst? Uh, Handshakers was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, you know what? I feel like Handshakers was just them testing out that new, like, you know... Well, not new, but just that kind of really bright 3D animation. Yeah. I feel like that was just kind of like a test run anime. I, I feel that way, too. Berserk 2016 was also pretty bad. Mm. 
And then they somehow made a second season of that. Mm. It's like who, like who, who said yes to a second season? Yeah, and you don't see enough merch of like some really good ones. Like I barely see merch of Kisniver. Yeah, but it's also like well. Then a, again, Kisniver is like a seven, but still. Yeah, I thought it was still pretty it, good. It's it's visually appealing. Mm, it's visually appealing, and you know the concept is cool. The concept's nice. Mm. Like I like it, how it had a cool concept. It just couldn't present it properly. Yeah, that's uh, one or thing in anime. Yeah, properly. that's a, that's one thing in anime that you know what? It's just hard to do. Like you have a really cool concept, it's just really hard to kind of convey that. Like especially with the ending, it was like, what happened? Oh yeah, that reminds me. Um, sometimes in anime. And this is just even with stories, mm-hmm. for the sake of either just having a problem or to either fix the problem, you throw in something completely obscure that has nothing to do with anything, or it just sticks out way too much. Like, like let's drama. or let's take Orange. Oh like, yeah! Orange. Oh my god, that ending. Like that Orange. Is by the spoilers for people who haven't seen Orange. Yeah, uh, cover your ears for the next maybe one minute. Yeah. Um, at the near the end, when they are about to get the uh, trying to get the letters to themselves or trying to message to themselves, they're like, "Oh, how do we do this?" And you know, I thought it was going to be something like connecting with yourself or maybe you know something like that. Like Some, something maybe like- maybe even. Like with no reasoning at all, it just happens. Like even yeah. that would have been better. No, they yeah. saw that there was like somewhat black hole in the middle of fucking yeah, Mexico. Like, oh, I heard that there's a black hole in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Let's throw our letters into there and hope, just hope that the letters arrive with the power of our hearts. And everyone just simultaneously was like, really. <laughs> Yeah. Really? A black hole? And then in the next episode, they're like, we did it! Yay! Yeah, and we they- did it. Just, it just magically happened to take us exactly where we wanted in the exact time period that we wanted. We all got an airplane to, to Mexico. Yeah, and we just it. flew to Mexico and we just like, can we just like... Can you just take a boat out there? A, so a we race. Can throw our and, and then a race did it too. Everything was building up so well. Then all of a sudden, the. F- 10 to 15 year coma happens yeah and oh my god so then it really just throws everybody off it's like well that was weird like they did it for sometimes i feel like they did it for the sake of like we need to end this now like just throw something out there yeah which okay to be fair i have done that in some videos like uh i kind i did it with a the visual novel video Uh uh-huh I'm like, oh man, I can't think of a way to end this. So I was like, let's just get kidnapped. Yeah, let's just get yeah. kidnapped. And everyone's like, what? I'm like, I'm leaving that there. So to be fair, yes, I've done it, and it sucks. I, it sucks every time that that happens because it, it does. I would say that the ending is usually one of the hardest parts. In, in my my personal opinion, or my personal philosophy on that, when it comes to story writing, and I'm no you know professional author or anything. This is just my opinion, but if you can't write a plot twist or a plot ending, then don't put it in your story. Because mm. there are so many good stories that don't use plot twists. There's some people like that I know that love writing, and they'll even stop until they think of a good ending, yeah. and they'll spend months upon months. Like they probably won't even think about the story for so long. Yeah, yeah. And then out of nowhere, they'll have finally have the in- inspiration because they're like, I can either finish this now, sell it, and people are going to criticize that ending, or I can wait it off. People will probably complain of waiting, mm. but at least by the time it comes out, it'll be worth it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's hard, like to write 
a good plot twist or a good ending to But something. don't make it so obvious that you really threw something out there. Yeah, oh, like, the orange ending is just, like, oh, it was so... What else did that? I mean, it wasn't even a good anime to begin with, in my opinion. Mm. And that ending was just, like, no. Mm. Screw you, dude. Actually, I did like orange. I, I did. Mm, I didn't. I thought it was way too melodramatic. And Naho, the main character, is so annoying. Hmm. Like, every second phrase she says was, Kakeru! I'm just like, yeah, we get it. You, you like this guy, alright? Can you can you please say something else? Mm. We get, we, we understand this character's name is Kakeru. You don't have to call out his but name But you liked the live-action movie? No, not really. I thought you said you did. I liked the live-action compared to the anime. That's a new thing? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They should. They need to adapt series like that mm. because it's so easy to adapt. It would have been even easier for them to just be like, like they don't even need an explanation. Like we, we're kind of already put in the setting of Orange that time travel exists for some strange reason. Yeah, and they wrote letters to them to their younger selves. Mm. No explanation of how that happened, and in fact, it set itself up to the fact that you don't really need an explanation. Yeah, like it just happened, and it's a miracle. Okay, let's leave it at that. Yeah, don't well, well, you? They, yeah, they kind of, and that's like sometimes a good thing. Like yeah. leaving it ambiguous, like with a uh, girl who lived through time. Yeah, just leave it as like a yeah. miracle. This yeah. happened. Yeah, it just happened. Yeah. Like the guy just came from the future. You don't need an explanation. Just, just, you know, accept that these things happen. Mm. Yeah. You don't have to like. You don't have to put a logical reasoning to stuff like that. And yeah. I feel Orange tried to put a logical reasoning, but it just became even more whack than leaving an ambiguous. I there's a rumor of a black hole. You think you think it'd be hitting the news? Y- yeah, and it's it, like, <laughs> like my inner like physicist came out and being like. You can't just have a black hole in the ocean. We would be all dead. Yeah, actually, you can't have a black hole around you, period. Yeah, exactly. Like, if a black hole formed on Earth, we would all be gone in yeah. an instant. Yeah. You can- no matter how small it is. It's, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to suck us all up. Yeah. It, can't, it doesn't just sit there. It's not like a It's not like a boat. I feel like even it would it would have made... I mean, at least it would have been funny to see if maybe, like, I don't know, God opens up the cur- like the curtains to heaven and is like here here's the letters yeah. good luck fam yeah I'll deliver these for you fam <laughs> like I'll be the no messenger. postage needed yeah I mean it still would have been bad but I'm just saying black hole like it both in story and logic yeah. just doesn't make any sense exactly. well like it's like how Clannad did it you know with the ending mm. like there was no logical explanation it, it just it, it was just a miracle and people were like okay mm. you know and it's just weird with erased coma like, what happened? How did he get... Is it after the drowning scene? Yeah, and uh, again, spoilers for Erased, if you haven't seen it. Mm. Um, yeah, so, like, he almost got drowned, and then he wakes up from that. Ten years ten after a drowning? Year, I think it's, like, ten, fifteen years after. Like, I don't know. I don't know science or medical stuff, but I don't know if drowning can do that to you. I don't know. Did he did he time travel back and he was in a coma, or was it in the same time period? Exactly. Like, did he not? I don't even know. There's probably theories about that. Mm. But again, that end, the ending. And also, just the, the it was anticlimactic. Ex- and also, the extremely predictable teacher. Oh yeah, that villain was like, so predictable. Everybody like called it. Oh yeah, because you know he was conveniently the only character with red eyes. Yeah, which is like number one red flag. Mm. And he was the old and like also the lollipop. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, everything was just pointing towards him. Also, I don't know. That that one was just terrible. And sometimes I'm just wondering, you know, these are... A lot of these are made by books, like, or coming from the manga. Yeah. So I don't know if it happened in the manga before. And maybe during its time, I was like, oh, my gosh, it happened. Mm. But maybe now, I don't know. I I feel that with, like, series like Erased, it wasn't, like, the whole, like, oh, my God, you were the... It it wasn't... I don't think they ever sold it as, like, a whodunit mystery. Mm. It was more like a, you know... I I think it was more, like, selling on the fact that, like, uh, you know, what would you do if you can go back in time and change your past? Mm. You know? I think it was more on that. And, like, the whole, like, mystery element of, like who is the one responsible mm. was kind of just like this little back thing that they had. So that's why like, I, that's why I don't think like when they did reveal the killer and everyone was like, Oh, that was predictable. Mm. They were still okay with it because they didn't really go to erased for mm. that kind of mystery. Mm. Like it's not like detective Conan where like that's everything, mm. you know? I'm going to go back to Sangatsuhi. One thing I really like about it is, um, you know, one of the biggest things that you see in anime is that the guy will is usually a neat or mm. someone, like some pervy guy who doesn't do anything and he lives in his household yeah. and he just lives as a neat and he doesn't contribute to society. Mm-hmm. And then some girl comes around and then changes his entire life or something. <laughs> uh, with yeah. with Sangatsuhi, he is He's not really in need, but he is somebody that's extremely lonely. And it's such a relatable anime. And also, it takes the concept of winning and turns it back, like around. Mm. And it shows the inconvenience of what it's like to be a winner. Mm. Um, and he can see how much he's hurting people. And there's just like so much that that anime kind of covers that's amazing. And I don't know. I really liked it. Um, let, what's another anime uh let's take one punch man why that one was so loved what like everything that was right about that i think it it really just took or took advantage of every single trope of heroes and like overly did it to the point like yeah this is this is gonna be just funny yeah yeah. (laughs) we're just going to uh, make an o an op character Mm. for the heck of it a one punch character yeah and then like it's just kind of like one of those anime where you know saitama is going to win yeah yeah, Um, exactly and you're just waiting for it to happen and Mm. of course the final episode has to be a final fight yeah of course um and I mean, even I that, mean, not for the manga, but yeah, and it's not even just to see if he'll win or if he lives. It's more just so like, how many times is this guy gonna win, and how funny is it gonna be? Yeah. Um. So that's really nice. I I like, you know, with these with these anime that try to figure out a really 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 good ending, or like just really make it overcomplicated. And sometimes just keep it just extremely simple. Sometimes yeah, exactly. you don't need an explanation. Sometimes you can just even do the obvious as long as the journey was good yeah sometimes simple is best Mm. and that's why like again like if you can't if you don't have the ability to write a solid plot twist or anything like that then don't put it in Mm. don't write a plot twist like let's take nichijo as well or you know again maid dragon or lucky starts like with these kind of anime it's those anime where you know it'll have a happy ending well, no matter. See, when it comes to like slice of life, like writing slice of life manga, I think that's more difficult than mm. writing like any other kind of story. Well, yeah, it's hard to make a boring life interesting, right? Or just average life. And like that's why I think like you know uh, people who like say like you know Nichijou and like Yotsubato, like Yotsubato, like that manga is like 
so plain. Mm. Nothing happens, but it's so good. Mm. And nobody knows why. Mm. Nobody, like, I, I don't know if you've read any of Yotsubato. No, I've been meaning to. Yeah, but for, the, for, for those of you who don't know, it's a manga uh, that was made by the same guy who made Azumanga Daioh. Which is a very, uh, again, another very successful slice of life series. Uh, that that artist, that manga artist, has like this little like, I don't know. He's so he she. I think it's a he. He is so genius at the fact that like he can take the most mundane, boring characters and doing the most mundane, boring things, but make it fun and interesting. Mm. And nobody knows why. Mm. <laughs> nobody knows how he can do it. Mm. But like Yotsubato, nothing happens. It's about this little girl called Yotsuba, who's like a little bit weird, and she moves to a new town and does stuff. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the whole manga. Mm. But it's one of the most loved manga out there. I just got reminded of something that I absolutely hate in anime. Mm. The glorification of the yandere. Ah, uh, yeah. I well, actually... Well, I feel like that's actually more on, like, anime and otaku culture. I haven't seen too many anime that are doing that. And that's exactly why I hate it. Like, there's not a lot of anime that actually are doing that. Yeah. In fact, like, I don't know. There's a... Most of the anime that I've seen that have yandere characters actually have pulled it off pretty well. You think? I feel like. I just feel like the, uh... I just feel like people who don't really watch anime have kind of ruined it. Yeah. Yandere Simulator actually ruined it. Yeah, I feel it did too. Um, but let me just uh, say, like, Yandere's and anime, like, if you if you watch them, the build-up of everything or just the, like, exploring of it is really, really interesting. More than just Senpai notice me, blah, 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 I want you just, or I want you to love me and no one well, else. The, yeah, that's what I mean, though, about, like, the glorification of mm. uh, Yandere. Yeah. It's, like, the whole fact of, like, you know, oh, uh, this girl is insane about her senpai because she is. But, again, that's, like, more in the culture, but not in the anime. Like, oh, yeah, I yeah. feel like the The way anime- they do it in the anime is usually pretty mm. justified. Yeah, it. I've... Yeah, like like, like I was saying, like... Who are some yandere's? What? Who are some yandere's? Well, I'm just going to go over our favorite one, Kaede. She was okay. absolutely amazing. Mm. And also, also, obviously, there's Mirai Nikki, who is a good yandere. Like, yeah. she is kind of the base of, like, the over-exaggerated yandere. Yeah. And, okay, let's just be fair. Yandere is, like, stereotypically, even in anime, someone who will go to the lengths of killing other girls for their senpai. But that's, like, the base of it. But that's been so glorified of just that, that nobody really kind of, like looks at it for anything else but these yandere like i don't know they make the story super super interesting mm. like kaede like nobody expected it no. nobody expected she was like the sweetest character i was waiting for asa to be it honestly oh, yeah, or yeah. even one of like the demon girls to be it yeah not the one that was making awesome cooking but then like it's so weird because once you once you get to that point it's like oh my god it all makes sense like who the heck would wake up at 5 a.m every morning to make all of these extravagant things unless she had something to make up for mm. like well, it, it, at first it just seemed like maybe she's just this character that loves him that much but then you get to see why she didn't it's like she's making up for everything that she's ever done to him and oh, then, by, by the way spoilers for shuffle we, so- we give you so many spoilers this episode. yeah so sorry yeah but yeah, watch shuffle it's awesome yeah no yeah the, yeah well, so uh, I feel like that's something the community kind of well not even the community just people who kind of 
oh, look, Yandere anime. I don't really watch that much anime, but I know what Yandere is, and Yandere's are crazy, and I love Yandere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More like I, I hate that. More like I made a great YouTube career off of Yandere Simulator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Senpai noticed me 3 million views. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's why I hate that game. I mean, like, okay, at first, you know, the base of it was like, okay, cool, like, it's kind of funny. Then it just got too much, and I'm like, it's, you know... Yeah, it's an overglorification. And you know what? Everyone that I've even, like, talked to about that, I'm, I'm just like, eh, I'm not really into Yandere. I'm, like, into kind of, like, the Kudere. Um, They're like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. There it's, are more out there. Yeah. It's just, but I will be fair, Yandere is the most, like, kind of weirdest one. Right, but, like, you know, I feel that, like... Yandere, like, you don't see a lot of Yandere's because it's such a difficult kind of personality to yeah. put in your show. Mm. Like, you need to have to have a very specific story for it. Right, like, I can only I can only think of four series yeah. that use a Yandere character. Three of them being female, one being male. Mm-hmm. Um, three female ones are, obviously, you said Shuffle. Yeah. Which I think is the best Yandere. Mm. Kind of, I think it was the best Yandere. Mm. Mirai Nikki, obviously, with Yuno, which mm. was, became famous. And then Mion yeah. uh, from Higurashi. Mm. And then the male one is, I forgot his name, but he's from Black Cat. Mm-hmm. And he's the main villain in Black Cat. He okay. was Yandere for Train. Mm. Um, which I think was very interesting. He's like the only like Yandere character I know. There's also Lucy. Who's also... Uh, Lu- yeah. Lucy is Yandere. Is she Yandere? Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Okay, she has the base of it. Technically, yes, she is. She's just like, nothing really is... It's not as I, I obvious. S- I, some, I don't count Lucy as Yandere, though, because she's not really human. It doesn't... I don't think that matters. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, like, I, she was, like, biologically created as this weapon. But still, she found one person... And he, she I loved him, so, yeah. and she killed literally everybody yeah, just true. to have him. Yeah, okay, I, okay. Lucy's so probably younger. In technical terms, like if even looking at the glorification of it, even as much as you hate it, that is Yandere. It's just yes. it's annoying of how much it has been. And Lucy is one. She's yeah. just a little bit different because it works with the story so well yes. that it's not like a plot twist, or it's not like she's the character that sticks out of everyone. It's more like she is this kind or the species that's expected to kill everybody yes, it's yes. just that she happened to fall in love with someone and it's mixed in with that mm. natural instinct so that's why it's not as obvious yeah. as Mirai Nikki okay yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah, yeah. but she is wow, one I never really thought of Lucy as a young day. yeah neither no okay so I did a video mm. with a uh, um, anime balls deep and yeah. they did we did like an elfin lead mm. video and the one thing I was looking up I'm like Oh wait, is she even Yandere? Because but now like I've been thinking about it, I'm just like, yeah, she is. It's just the reason we don't see it is because it's ex- it's already expected. Yeah. Like uh Yandere in other anime are like that one girl that sticks out you of never all never expected to be Yandere. Yeah, that or you know, she starts off as that and she just sticks out from so many normal people. Mm. But the story sets itself up as she's meant to kill people and this is just how she naturally is and mm. she was built this way. And unfortunately, life took a toll on her and she just happened to fall in love with someone. And she just has to kill because she doesn't understand. So she did it out of like not really understanding about humans and what that or how much that really hurts people. 
or maybe like it's all out of vengeance. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that contribute to the reason why she's she's more of like a heartbroken. Well, okay, that's kind of weird. A more like torn up Yandere, but she's not like insane. She was yeah, just built yeah. that way. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, that's interesting. Mm. Oh, man, that's really, like, bizarre. That's like, uh, Dude, I had to think I of this. I just had, like, an epiphany. It's like, dude, oh, my God, Lucy's yandere. No, I had, like, a week to think over this. I'm like, why is she yandere? Because she is fitting the tropes, but why did I never because think about I, I, it? Because, as you said, I think the reason why I didn't really see her as yandere is because, in my mind, the whole trope of a yandere is that one innocent girl who yeah. suddenly turns crazy. Well, yeah, and that is the glorification of the yandere. Yeah. Of, senpai, notice me. And she was that. Yeah. But it's still, like, but, the yeah. story allows itself to be that way. Yeah, I just never treated as yandere because, as you said, like, she was crazy from the beginning. Yeah, and she was not even crazy. She's just built that way. Yeah, she's built that way. So I'm just like... Is it and she's been so discriminated. Is it yandere or is it just insane? No, she's not insane though. Yeah, she's just she she was built to be a weapon, yeah. and if and she's been so torn up and discriminated, and so much has happened in her life that the mm. one person who gives her love for the first time, if you're made to be this person that just kills everybody whether you like it or not, mm. then that's what you're going to do when you're unhappy. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's so true. so wow. it's like the only thing that she knew what to do, mm. and then. You know, when he asked her, oh, oh, why would you kill everybody? Like, um, I thought we were friends. And she's like, "Um, but we are friends. That's why I didn't kill you. And she's like, but you don't realize what you just did? Because I still love you. Yeah, but she Ah. did. Yeah. And then so at the and at the end, he does fall in love with her. He's like, I forgive you. But again, this story is so serious. Mm. Like, it's Which not- is hilarious how it happened, because that's not how it ends in the manga. Mm. Have you read the manga? I've only just read everything of what happens. So I know what happens, but I haven't read it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah but yeah, no, I've different. had the epiphany to... I, but it took me like, oh, how, how long did I research? Like two hours mm. of trying to figure it out? And there were a lot of forums talking about this if she mm. was one. They're like, technically, yeah, but like we don't really think about it. And then I'm like, but why? Yeah. Why haven't we thought about it? And there's all, I think Elfin Lee's one of, probably the only one that's ever done that. I think so, yeah. Because it's, it's very, uh, let, Mirai Nikki, it's making it extremely obvious. Um, yeah, and the whole like plot twist of like, oh, this innocent looking cute girl just happens to be crazy for the main character. Mm. I mean, it did get, that did get resolved within the first episode mm. technically but that's still technically like a, a, a complete shift in personality mm. even though it's only for like half an episode yeah yeah wow that's interesting mm. but guys let us know on twitter using our specialized hashtag about any other things we talked about uh, what's that specialized hashtag again SBS anime hashtag SBS anime let us know your thoughts on uh, anime tropes that you hate or you know if you're on SoundCloud then maybe leave it in the comments below and stuff like that but guys thank you very much for listening to another episode of the anime show with Joey and Aki Uh, if you guys don't know who we are I'm Joey that's Aki we both do YouTubes uh, I'm, what's your username, Aki Dearest? Your arm looks like a sausage right now. Thank you. Anyways, I'm Aki Dearest. And I'm the anime man. There go, you go. Go check us out on YouTube. We also have a Twitter. Go follow us there mm. if you want. And listen to our other episodes. I think this is episode 20. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. And we hope to see you again next week. Bye-bye. Bye.